stand-up historian. Those who tell stories rule society. Hello and welcome to another episode of Stand Up Historian. Well, it doesn't seem like the weather wants to get any warmer. We are almost at the end of April and here in Seattle, still relatively cold temperatures. I'm hoping to see more sunny days in the next weeks and months to come as every sunny day here is considered a great day because we don't have many of those in Seattle. Well, this is another episode in which I have interviewed Kof and he continues talking about problems of physics and also he explained his theory of everything which he calls it origami theory and sometimes he refers to that as origami model. This is the third episode and in this episode he will be talking about the Newtonian and in fact the standard model of mechanics that we use everywhere. I had some very good feedbacks from some of you that listened to uh, these past two episodes of my interview with Kof and his ideas and his theory. And I hope you continue uh, communicating with me, submitting your questions, and also send me your feedbacks. And remember that I have a copy of his book, and I am going to post it to my website. So you can simply go to my website, standuphistorian.com, and download the PDF format of this book. I'll let you know as soon as the book is available. Okay, once again, I thank you all for listening and being such loyal listeners of Stand Up Historian. Hello and welcome to Stand Up Historian. I am here with Kof again and we are going to continue the discussion we started um, in past two episodes. And I believe in this episode we are going to discuss the Newtonian uh, physics and mechanics and uh, let's see what Kof has to tell us about this. Uh, hello, thank you, Burush. Um, and we started by uh, speaking about physics of universe and we mentioned that there are a couple of major fundamental problems at the moment in physics uh, that it's stated by the current prominent physicists, everyone that major problem being the two, we have two major bodies of physics, one for macroscopic objects, if you like, and one for quantum, the very tiny particles, anything is smaller than a flea egg, anything is smaller than uh, 2.8 times 10 to the power of minus 8 kilograms. Uh, mm -hmm. So why are you talking about physics? Because um, Physics is very important. We start as a child by discovering the physics of the universe. Physics is everything, and uh, of course mathematics. So we need to understand physics, so we will understand the science, and then we understand the universe and human body. Thing. Um, so we uh, we have a book that 
you have it, it's been sent to you. That one's yes. got two, two major parts. First part, you're speaking very plain language, understandable for me and you and everybody else. And then the second part is more technical with equations and all the mathematical numbers in it that proves the point for people who love the numbers. But um, our basis, our reference, is the logic and the rational mind that is given to human. And uh, we believe that it's capable of comprehending universe. So we're trying to go against any theory, such as string theory or other ones, that even current quantum mechanics that uh, comes up with very, very confusing, contradicting um, statements and and repeatedly mentioned that it's not even only a handful of scientists can really understand it and so this is a major flaw to a theory that so makes it unreliable because then you wonder who has approved it if it's hardly anyone comprehended who who can approve yes. these things and sell it to us so we want to see what was what was the archaic model of universe what was our fathers believed in and then were so successful because they lived happily and the, the the earth was happy but now we over just a matter of 300 years since the industrial revolution whatever uh, we are not happy and the planet is not happy and then we are told that we got amazing modern science technology and medicine but why we got the opposite results the results are saying something else and uh, so here we have the archaic model, the one that is, is probably exists somewhere in one of those places like Vatican or something that they locked up uh, some ancient texts and artworks, yes. God knows why, mm -hmm. they don't give it to people. Well, it doesn't matter, the science is all around us. So this, this model is that, and uh, it's open to anyone to uh, suggest anything, like if, if anyone has problem understanding or disagree with anything, yeah, has to mention it, including yourself. So we, sure. we talk about quantum physics in general. We try to give a general picture of this book. So of course people, if they're interested, they have to read the book carefully to get into depths of everything. We're just giving a general image what this is about. So we mentioned that quantum physics is not acceptable because it's contradicting itself. Then how many paradoxes are there? Many. These are the terms, so many paradoxes that they accepted themselves. The current, it's called a standard model. In the people, it's current scientists who follow the standard model. There are many scientists who don't follow that, but you hardly hear from them because they, you know, they don't get the platform to talk. But the majority who agreed to follow it, they, they all agree that there is a, there's a problem. So, um, sorry to interrupt you. I did a little research because some of the listeners, they, they may say, where are these contradictions? What are you talking about? I did a simple Google search and I put contradictions in quantum physics and you get a long list of those. So it's, yeah, it's yeah. very easy to, to find these contradictions. It's not something that we are making up in our conversations. These are very serious problems in quantum physics. I just wanted to interject. Yes, thank you, thank you. Exactly. Like, yes. So, if we mentioned before, if there is anything here that unilaterally we are suggesting, it would be mentioned that we think this this 
about this matter. Exactly. We think if it's something agreed on, we mentioned as a fact. Yeah, so there, there are a long list of paradoxes and you don't need even to be an expert physicist. You can see, for example, for example, like the Big Bang. Big Bang starts by saying there, there, ha there has been an original, indefinitely condensed mass at the beginning. Where is that mass from? Paradox number one, we don't know. Mm -hmm. And that mass exploded. Why? Where was the energy from? On. In, in infinitely condensed means condensed to the level that the particles in this mass were closer to each other than Planck length. Yeah. Again, again, so cancels the entire current model because according to relativity, speed of light is the maximum speed. And so as a result of that, we get the, the limitations, like we get the limited distance, which is Planck length. We get Planck time as a little, right? So then yes, all yeah. of this fall apart. So immediately this, this suggestion should be cancelled, but it's there. And they convince everyone, yeah, started from Big Bang. But multiple fundamental problems we have. The, the other problem. This is quantum physics. Quantum physics says word, our word is quantized, which means very simple, which means it's made out of quantums, made out of Lego particles. So they, these particles have dimensions. They're tiny. They have a they have a dimension. They're, for example, the one point one by two nanometer. Let's imagine that they have mm -hmm. set size. Yes. That's the meaning of quantum physics. That means that means if you cut down the universe, you don't go to infinity. You you take a wood, a piece of wood, and cut it in half, and then cut the the half in half. And they keep cutting. So the ancient question was this. Would we be cutting forever? Or at some point we reach a tiny particle that is we cannot cut it anymore. And call it atom. In Greek means, in homie means cutting. Atomy means not, not able to cut. They call uh -huh. it atom. So atom, which now we have is smaller than that neutrinos. It doesn't matter. So that we, we believe that we reach a certain particle elementary fundamental particle that we cannot cut into that one. And right now it's around 38 of those. So we don't even have in the standard model, we don't have one particle. That's another major problem. We got so many that basically so quantum physics is this. It says we, we don't keep cutting forever because if it's that's the case then we have major other problems that started from uh, ultraviolet catastrophe and things like yeah, that. So yeah. we agree on that. Yes, there is world is quantized. The material world is quantized. And so when it's quantized, there's a certain size in it. So there will be set, there will be certain distance, which means if your smaller particle is one meter, then you won't be able to make particles in, as close to each other as like 0.1 nanometer. No, because the particles are certain size. So size, you will have a limit for distance, you will have a limit for speed, which is the speed of light, you will have the limit for time. Those are all called Planck time, Planck distance, or length, and Planck like speed of light. These are constants for this model. So you, these are the red lights of it. So you cannot red lines, or you cannot cross these red lines, but yes. Big Bang it starts by <laughs> crossing all of them. It says Infinitely exactly. 
mm-hmm. problem. These are things they accepted too. You don't need to be genius to see these things. And the other thing, when this happens, in few seconds, you got the development of and the creation of masses and then go to the stars and universe and the galaxies in minutes and months and is and then that again you come up with a speed much much faster than the speed of light boom again problem how can yeah. you go faster than speed? so multiple so i'm just giving you an example so the people who think um, the big bang and standard model has been agreed on and proved and think it's it's absolute lie like there are so many scientists have problem with it and there are better models but yeah and we need to understand that um, science today comes from universities and academia universities are not run basically by uh, the best innocent and the, the most intelligent people or scientists or even scientists or scientists because you know, this is the fact universities are private business and companies they are run by individuals sure. and they run by money so they are controlled they are affected the results regardless of what kind of university we get the results are affected not just by human error, which has always been there. Another problem, that's innocent error. It's affected by deliberate manipulation from the owners of these universities and academia bodies. They should not be owned by anyone, but they, and science today is owned by individuals. So you see the individual rich people coming to media and speak about medicine, they speak about human body, about the cosmos, yes. and they, they're basically businessmen. They have no idea about these things, but they come in as an expert and they t- dictate to people what the world I- is and what they should do. Anyway, so these, these are the problems. So we, the, the, the standard model has got major problems. That's one thing, the quantum physics. Now, we started by saying we've got two bodies, quantum mechanics and the Newtonian physics. So quantum mechanics got problem, we said that. Now we see about the Newtonian physics. Newtonian physics, it seems that there is no one disagree with that. It's been there, it's very obvious. It more or less adapts to any average person's mind. You learn about it at school and high school. It deals with visible like objects and then comes from ancient times. We see traces of that all the way back to Sumerians, Mesopotamia, and Persia, and the uh, and the Egyptians, uh, very well documented, very well documented about momentum and everything. It doesn't belong to any certain individual. The current version that has been taught, it's mostly based on the pillars that Newton, you know, Isaac Newton, yes, uh, built and yes. well, his three famous laws of motion that they are the pillars of this the, the mechanic mechanical physics of simple things and which will expand to many things but it was very simple and arrogant and elegant with beautiful equations that have just a couple of variables in it excellent excellent with a major problem there's a problem here again so this is our problem so even the part that we, it seems to be fine perfect and we work on it we make the vehicles we built structures and everything on it the architecture is based on that making bridges making roads cars airplanes everything is based on neutronium which is not based on quantum physics when you come to computers and things we use a bit of quantum physics statistics and that's why we, we are the <laughs> is so sure, distracting yeah. now but uh, 
so what what could be wrong and still this this physics Newton is working and and then we say so so we kind of see what's wrong with it is it true really is something wrong or not and why is it if that's wrong why is it still working okay the the problem the problem with Newtonian physics works with mass and force and time, right? Speed and distance. There are a few elements, a few dimensions, right? He's, it sees the world as a three-dimensional world, correct? Yes. So space is three. So Einstein came later and they add one more dimension, which is time, make it space-time, which is nonsense. But up to this part before Einstein, we got space, which is three-dimensional, obviously, length, width, and depth, right? And then we got an object moving in this space, object with the mass of M, yeah? Yeah. And the movement is when you move from location. So you got location, you got space, you got mass, and you got force. So when a force applied to a mass, the mass changes location from location point A to point B, correct? Yes. Very simple. When the mass changes location, you can um, can percept, perceive. You can perceive a velocity or speed for that mass, yes. which is the distance divided by time. How much distance per unit of time this mass has moved? So that's the speed of that object. And if you're considering yeah. the vector, the direction that so we spoke before that there is direction in the universe, which is one of the big reasons that there is sense, there is consciousness. That's why there is direction. Direction means there is beginning and end, so it's not random and shapeless. When there is direction, means there is head and tail. That means there is, yes. uh, you know, um, understanding here. Someone intelligent is here. So, so he says there is direction. Wonderful. He says there is a speed. So we go and and. Speed and direction together would be called velocity. It doesn't matter. It's all anyway. So these are the major elements of this uh, Newtonian physics. So what happens is you apply a force of F Newton, for example, the unit of force to an object M and M, like you push a chair from point A and it goes to point B. Very simple. You apply force and chair moves from point A to point B. In, yes. Like, let's say, in one second. Mm -hmm. So we've got space, we've got location, we've got length, we've got time, we've got speed. Speed is like one meter per second, for example. And in one second, chair goes one meter forward, and that's the direction, or eastward. Doesn't matter. There is a direction somewhere. What's the problem here? Again, we mentioned before, we don't know what mass is. Correct? Correct. We saw that. We don't time. have a clear definition. We don't have definition. We don't have definition for force. We don't. We don't have definition for time, for sure. The most complex one. Right. right. Direction. Space with three dimensions. Right. So all of these are really unknown to us. And then we come up with the three major laws of motion. Um, one and two, very simple. Let's go to the third one, because actually it summarizes everything. The third the law of motion. One. Yeah. yeah. The Newton. The third law says, uh, word by word, it says, all forces between two objects exist in equal magnitude and opposite direction. direction. 
which means when you apply a force of let's say 10 newton to a chair and push it forward the chair and actually the entire universe applies the same amount exact same amount of 10 newton force back to your hand that's why you feel the pressure on your hand right so 10 newton yes. the exact amount of force will be applied to you opposite direction and instantaneous so the same thing as soon as you push uh, 10 newton force with your hand on the wall wall applies 10 newton force back to you when you walk and put your foot on the ground and push you're pushing the entire universe not just earth back and the universe push you forward so you've got two always two forces and it has to be like there is a problem here right it's very so i'm um, i'm a 15 year old son a curious son i'm asking you how what happens when you push the chair from point A to point B, right? Let's say my son, a 15-year-old, asks us, and we want to answer. We come up with this answer that Newton gave. It says, okay, you put the 10 Newton force, chair goes from A to B, and chair applies 10 Newton force. That's why you feel the pressure. You get your hand actually gets hot. The mechanical force there tends to chemical up energy and warms up your hand, all of those and push it forward so there's a distance being um, cruised here a distance change happens with this certain speed but then if it says what do you mean from point a to point b what do you mean by time what do you mean by force we don't have explanation and what happens here you put 10 newton force on the chair how did you, okay you got that force from food that you eat right you got the chemical energy that you send into mechanical yeah. energy in your muscle cells, and then all right, that's fine. But where does the energy come from? The chair. How does any object applies exactly the same amount, opposite direction, and instantaneously, like at the same time? Same time means there's there's no limit for time here. While we invisible, we have a limit for time because we've got a limit of a speed in universe. It's called the speed of light. So time can never be instantaneous. There has to be a delay here. So that's problem number one. Problem number two is where is this force come from? So if I, if we invent a machine that catches the 10 newton force that chair gives back to your hand, right? Yes. That's, that, that force comes back to your hand. Any physicist in the world agrees with that. No matter what school of thought, this is Newtonian, they all agree on it. So that 10 Newton, where that comes from, nobody has answered for yourself. Well, it's action-reaction law of Newton. That's it. That's it's a great hard. question. Mm -hmm. Where does that come from? Hmm, we don't know. Okay, it comes from this random unknown like, uh, universe that has no sense and no consciousness, but it manages somehow to apply the exact 10 newton back to your hand and we feel it we feel the warmth there is really a force that comes back to your hand so if someone invents very simple machine to catch that energy instead of turning it to heat just catch it back you get your 10 newton that you apply to chair back you get that instead of just going waste we have a lot of inventions every day we use the waste energy right we yeah. get that energy that goes to waste and warm up your hand you catch the energy and then what's the results at the end you put 10 newton force on the chair chair goes from a to b and you got the 10 newton force back that would be over unity that would be the breaking the thermodynamic second law yes. so what's the what's the problem here so we got 
basically based on this third law we got a movement in the chair with zero force because you gave 10 newton force got 10 newton back so basically no force has happened here happened but you gave it and you got it back instantly instantly the same the same moment you get it back every second you apply the force it gives it back to you but we have a motion we have a movement here so chair object move from a to b in a space with force being given back to us by the universe yes because if the universe didn't give it back the entire universe will move anytime anyone move when the universe will move to the left and right and up and down would be chaos like it has to give it back to is the universe in thermodynamic is a closed system so no force or energy is produced generated in it or annihilated that's why if once you give energy to it, it has to give the energy back. Okay, fair enough. That makes sense. But here, in a smaller scale, when we say just moving an object, we have this difficulty to understand. First, where does energy come from that chair gives back to me? Uh-huh. And second, the average, the, the outcome of when you mathematically look at the equations here, you get your force back and you have movement from A to B in a space. So I remember when I was in high school and we read about the third uh, law, the question was, if you push this with 10 Newton and it pushes back with 10 Newton, how could you even have movement? Mm. So, and at that time, they were explaining to that, okay, you push the force to the chair, chair moves and it pushes back to you and you, you burn energy you burn calories like you said it, it becomes heat so the question was why there is even movement exactly it's the same thing every teacher would be confused too we all yeah. been confused for around 300 years since newton came the problem here is this is a note here in the bracket problem is in translation newton is not a discoverer of this very very clearly you can see very well documented as he said it himself that translated from Jaber. These are very well known from centuries and millennia ago. And you can see the effect of it. You can see the, the architecture of pyramids and many, many other things in the Mesopotamia, in Egypt. So they knew the laws of physics very well. The book they call it Hermetic or whatever. There are books available. Um, he translated. This is inevitable when you translate. If you are an expert, if you're Arab, Arab-speaking person, a natural um, Arab person, the Arabic is your mother tongue, and then you go to China, get a PhD in Chinese language and spend 20, 30 years there and digging out ancient Chinese uh, monuments and things and slabs, and you find ancient Chinese writings. And then you come up and spend so much time. It's absolutely admirable what you've done. But if anyone rely on that and say this is a correct translation, it's very, very naive because it's very obvious. Like, look at, for, this is a, just an example. When you talk in different sure. language, for example, Chinese language, we cannot even pronounce their names. We don't have the alphabet. We put, for example, Z Ching Yon, put X for CH and KH, and it's not that. When the Chinese person says it's completely different, we simply don't have it. It's not translatable. And then when you translate this, you come up with this. This is an upside-down translation. So it the is. entire problem starts from Newton. 
that's the problem. The reason we got bad quantum mechanics and doesn't agree with Newtonian physics is because we mentioned one of them must be wrong at least. We said at least one of these should be wrong, and we realized that actually, sadly, both of them are wrong. Now, yeah. is and also you give us a version that makes sense. Does that exist? Yeah. We basically every child knows, except that at the school with a lot of like vague, like ambiguity, because you don't have better option. There is unknowns there for teacher, for student, for not just what we just mentioned. Constantly we reach points that makes no sense, but then we accept it. And also plus the fact that we don't know what time is. So how could we talk about movement? We don't know what really time is, what really map, what really force is. We yes. put a name for it. For well, force is a sense. Force is consciousness. Force means decision making. When you force is order, that's what it is. When you put when gravity, we're talking gravity. We put name on things. It doesn't mean we found it. Today, more than any other time in history, we got new words coming every day. That means absolutely yeah. more confusion. And we think our science is expanding so rapidly. Language is expanding so. No, no, no. We haven't discovered anything. In science, in modern medicine, we do not have any effective cure or treatment for common cold. The most common viral illness for humankind on, the, on this planet, the most common and the most basic disease, we do not have a cure for it. Yeah. Simple as that. Coronavirus is one of the cold viruses. Coron in Hebrew means cold. Doesn't mean corona in Latin that is crown. No. It's crown and that means cold. You can check it. Coronavirus is the cold virus, the common cold. That's why it's called cold. This cold, cold, common cold and flu, they don't have treatment. Ah, yes, some tablets for some kind of influenza type A and B with a bit of a fissure. The point is, we don't have treatments for almost majority of human diseases from the most simple ones. And then we hear the experts saying in 20 to 25 years from now, we will have the way for immortality. We'll find a way to make humans. Yes. Mm -hmm. We have a tower of Babel here, very crooked, shaky tower, but it's very, very tall. Well, it, it's not going to stand. It's going to fall down because it doesn't have pillars underneath. And we will see that one now in, in here. In, so what happens here is very simple. We don't have uh, many dimensions here. We got three dimensions here, our space and one dimension of time. And, and now in spring, in a string theory, talking now, there must be two rotating dimensions that we don't comprehend. No, the world is actually much simpler than this. In this version that the reality we're presenting here is there's only one dimension. So there is no space. There's only one dimension and that's time. So time, so one dimension. Okay. And okay. Time. Hold on one second. You are talking about Origami theory? Yes, yes. Okay. Or, just just yeah, to be clear, because we're talking about Newtonian. Okay. Yeah, so the origami model, origami model. Gives, gives you gives you a different model. It's an archaic model. It's not it's not something being made up. It's an archaic model, the reality. Rediscovered In, mostly. Yeah, found, refound, resurfaced, yeah. call it that. This this is a model of reality because it tells you there is only one dimension, very simple, and that's time. And there is one force that is gravity. So the world world is made of two things. 
not so many things and it's growing numbers every day no no dimensions and not the world is made of time and gravity okay now, what is time so imagine the world is a computer game it's a computer game that is made at, on the surface, the computer games got characters, the characters are actually intelligent, they have AI and very intelligent, interactive, even three-dimensional, holographic, it's even hardly, you can differentiate from reality. It's such an advanced computer game that you think is really happening. But as a computer engineer and software pro, uh, expert, you would know that all of these are effects made out of numbers correct one and zero let's zero. call it one yep. and zero yep. at the end that's what it is and one is when electric signal exists nil zero is when there's no electric signal in yeah. it. looking we go down deep into the electronic circuit of the computer when it goes down at the end you one moment you have electric signal another moment you don't so that creates a shape of the signal for the system and it recognize that and could turn it into a sound to a visual effect and thing and at the end you have a game so deep at the end is one and zero and one is there means there is electron electrical signal which is electron mm -hmm. for computer all that it is is one and zero and zero is actually nothing zero is non-electric signal so machine off yes right? yeah now Let's go a bit deeper. It's very simple. But so if you have a camera that takes uh, pictures very, very qu quickly, much quicker than those one and zero interruptions, sequences, mm -hmm. then you will see the screen of your computer, you will see it's blinking. Correct? Yes. Yeah. Why blinking? Because every, for example, if if one and zero, the distance, the time distance between one and nil is one second, every second this computer screen is turning off and on. That's but you true. don't see it yet. With the eye, for example, if point more faster than point 0.1 second, we can see. But if it's very fast, this days is much, much faster. But if you have very fast camera, that's why in most cameras from your telephone, mobile phone, you can see the screen is blinking and, you know, Fluttering yeah. because because it can catches the the moments that it's cutting on and off. That means the the reality, the virtual reality that they created by the digital system in front of your eyes is quantized, is digital, is got limits, it's got gaps between. In quantum physics, they call it jump. They have jumps. What is between jumps? They don't know. That's the gravity. So what in in the reality, what we see around us, we have the one and the nil. One is time. Right? Okay. So in okay. the computer game, one is the electricity. Electri electricity coming, electricity cut, cut off. Is it coming, is it cut off? Yes. And then in, in our world, time, time comes, time doesn't come, there's no time. And then comes. So, so, what is the nil? So one is the time, and nil, which is nothing, cut off, nothing, darkness, yeah? The, the yes. screen turns off. Mm -hmm. Nil is gravity. So gravity is what we perceive in physics, we call force. 
which means order. When you put force on an object, you're giving it direction. So yes, force is actually a direction, a consciousness. If you don't apply force to a ball, ball just stays there or keep rolling down. But when you put force on it, you change the direction, you make it faster or stop it or something. You know, you applying yeah. a consciousness, you applying a behavior. This is is called order. You become a judge. You become the lawmaker for this object. So you need to have consciousness. Once you, so what we call force is actually the consciousness, right? So the gravity is the consciousness of the universe. Gravity is the decision maker. So. What is time here? So the, so the gravity is nothing, which means in sky, when you look at exactly to, they have to say this here, well, we're thinking said later, the very, very empty points. We don't have empty points. We know that even what they call a vacuum for years, and then in ancient times called ether, is yes. now they know based on field theory that is not vacuum, is full of particles and, and antiparticles that you know, come and go all the time. So nothing is empty. They actually come back now to the ancient uh, saying that the space is full of matter. And then, so we really don't have vacuum. does not exist. Correct. Simply because it doesn't exist. That's why we call it vacuum, nothing. They say today in quantum physics, the most expensive commodity in the world is antimatter. Like one gram of antimatter will be trillion, 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 trillion dollars. But not at all. The most expensive commodity in the universe is the vacuum, is the nothing. Because you cannot find it anywhere. If you have nothing, you will have infinite amount of energy. You will have a black hole. So what they say today, the black hole, black hole is exactly the spot in the sky, in the space that we find there is nothing. So my question is, how can you put a value of something on a nothing? Nothing uh, means that no existence, right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a very good point. There is no nothing, is no thing, no material thing here. There is no lack of existence. There is no nothing. Exactly. It doesn't exist. So we need to see what is in there. It's a different nature okay. from matter. So we got, we're talking two different modalities here. We got time exactly like the electrical signal in your computer game. One is electron. We have moving, quantized electrons got size, spin, mass, everything. When electron, electricity cutoff is zero, we don't know. In electricity, we got positive pole, negative pole. Negative, yes. they know what it is. They still don't know what positive pole is. Positive when, when there is no electron. So they, these days, they don't call it positive. They put a new name on it. They call it hole. But does that explain anything now? No. What is holding? What is holding? So if you take something from the room, you don't create a hole, a force, a vacuum force in that room. No, you just take the take the chair out. Nothing pull the chair back. So we don't really know what electricity is. That's why we got so much problem there. It's exactly the same as magnetism. We don't know. And we know the interacting, like well, as soon as there's electricity, there's magnetic field and there are perpendicular to each other, but this is all some findings, but without any convincing explanation what they really are. You can look it up exactly. Nobody yeah, can explain yeah. to you as the same other thing. Now, the same here, wake up. Now, 
is saying you have to forget all about things that you've been told. The whole word's very simple. Imagine it is a computer game. In here, time is the electric signal. Yeah. Uh huh. And uh, the time is the electric signal. Time is the material world. Time is what you see, what you feel. And when time stops, uh, it's not that nothing gap, that darkness between this, this lapses, this jumps. That's what gravity is. So the absolute vacuum, are there spaces of absolute vacuum? Yes. That's what they call black hole. Today, they believe black holes are the super condensed mass, massive stars that had contracted so much and they got a super massive, you know, mass and gravity as a result that even bends the light back into them so no light comes out of them. So basically, uh, they will swallow and they will suck in everything into themselves and, and potentially very dangerous for any particle around them, any, any, any spatial body around them because you could be sucked into it and once they go through this, uh, the event horizon, you can never find that, blah, blah. Hollywood has shown us a lot of movies. Um, exactly. exactly. Everybody expects. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. That. Uh, well, they yeah. say that uh, the computer, yeah. speaking on behalf of Stephen Hawkins, says that <laughs> eventually, and it is. You can easily, based on the average number of black holes in the universe, you can calculate that we should not exist already, because a black hole suck any object nearby, right? Let's say just a fifty ton small. A meteorite in there will attract it into itself, right? Just swallow it. Uh -huh. By any object that it attracts to itself, it increases mass, so it increases gravity. So it reaches more further down. Now it can attract the other object, and so as it gets bigger, gets more gravitational force around it. So gravity, gravity increases, so it will keep going on and on until it should have swallowed the entire universe already. So it, and also you can read the entire book to see it's been mentioned all the conflict again paradoxes in the this uh, this subject of black hole that they telling people black holes are this there are so for example again multiple we don't want to go through that because then we will have hundred hours of talk black hole as a super condensed mass with this definition they give is one hundred percent incorrect irrational and basically wrong because of many reasons and the other reason is the density density is mass divided by volume right yes mm -hmm. look at any any black hole there, there are many black holes been discovered and the radius we know the mass we know and everything you know so get one of them and just calculate the density of that black hole look at the mass and look at the volume we found that actually the density is less than air so the density come back very low. So the density problem is something they say, oh, it's a paradox. It's because they're trying to somehow explain and justify multiple, multiple problems. We don't want to go there. But the thing is, black hole is where there is basically nothing. But what we think nothing, you have to realize this, that there is no really nothing there. Where there is no matter, in other words, in better words, when there is no time, we just said anything that we, we realize as material world is actually time. So all around you is the time. And the gaps in between is the gravity. 
Okay. So zero and one. It's very simple. What what is the zero? What is the gravity? Is the force, which is the direction. So it. Let's give an example. Maybe that will explain it better. What is time? Time is digits, basically number, which means one, two, three. Let's start with this, right? So we've got number one, number two, one, number three. Gravity, which is zero, is back there. Tells the time that I want you to put one, then after that put two, and after that put three. Right? That's what gravity does. That's what the force does. You go there and put chair in front of the table, for example. It's right? order. Yeah. It's order. So the gravity is that order. Gravity is actually consciousness, it's the soul, it's the spirit. That's what in, in religion and spirituality they're looking for, that's it. And it's everywhere in the body. We will reach to that very, very simple, easily we will find that. So that's the gravity. So, and it says, I want to put my time. So gravity is a man with a lot of, you know, knowledge, very wise man sitting there. And he's got Legos. These Legos are called time. And what are they? There are... Legos that one Lego is called one, one Lego is called two, one Lego is called three. And then we will explain what these Legos are. But let's just imagine that. When he put one and then he put two on top of it and the third one on top of that one, two, three, that's the atom of, um, let's say, hydrogen, right? Okay. We just give an example. When he put one and then he put three and then he put two, right? That would be oxygen. Yeah, that's, that's what oxygen as our perception. Order. It's the person. It's exactly when you put the computer game for you. You tell your system that when I put one 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 zero zero one, that would be a light, and then when it's one zero zero one one, it's something else. So this is the code exactly. Sure. With this. One and zero, you create a code that creates an image for us and we think it's a, it's a living thing, but it's just an illusion, right? Here the same. What's your signal is the time, numbers, one and two and three. And the order you put them manifests itself as hydrogen, oxygen, and then combination of them becomes water, becomes protein, becomes human being. Correct? Correct. If you cut that, you reach the, let's say, based on the current model, 38 elementary particles. These 38 elementary particles create the entire universe. These 38 elementary particles, that's all you need to make, and the rest of the universe will be made out of the 38 particles. Make it from different codes. Particle number one is one, two, three. Particle number two is one, three, two. Yeah, does that make sense? Yes, and, and, and the order is enforced by gravity. Exactly. All gravity does says put them in this order, then you got that. We decide what that is. We decide that this one to three is hydrogen. So we, we perceive it as hydrogen, we perceive water as water, we perceive air as air, right? Then we call it air. This is you can that, call it anything. Yeah. Right? This reminds me of the story it's a religious story that God tells Adam to go name everything on the planet. So exactly. It's, it's exactly, exactly what you're saying. Okay, what one, two, three is oxygen, three, two, one is hydrogen, and so exactly. on. Exactly. You put whatever yeah. name that yeah. you mention, it, you're verbalizing your perception when you put a name. Yeah. Even if you don't verbalize it, like a, a speechless person or animal, still you have a perception that doesn't matter really. 
that what matters is how this is created by this. So anytime you want to see what time is, just touch your table, touch the pen, touch your skin, touch the water, that's, that's time. It's the most flexible, most uh, versatile commodity and the only commodity in the universe. So don't stop looking for time and be, don't think there is a cosmic big clock there counting one to one second, like how much time is left, how much it passed. No, simple as that. So time is the matter. It's all the material world that is around you. It's time. Is that clear? So, so your chair yeah. is made out of time because the particles, we just said, in origami, you will see that entire world is basically coming from one in ancient alchemists, they call it, you know, prima mortis, the first, the first original fundamental particle. And any um, rational brain would say must be one, like not 38. We should have one particle that creates everything. And that's true. It's origomon. That's what they call photon. So when you go down to smallest one, you reach photon. That in this theory, the better name for it is origomon. Because photon in a standard model is the one that moves. Once it stops, it's not photon anymore. So they have contradiction in photon. They don't know what photon is here. But the, the easy, the closest example to origomon is the photon. So what, which is, you know, light, right? So yes. you can say the whole world is made out of a small, a small particle that is called origomon. And when origomon moves in, in, in air, that's what we call photon. That's what we call light. Very simple. So light is matter. And everything is quantized. So, so everything comes from light. Is everything yes. comes from time. Yeah. Okay, recap this. Time, light, and gravity. One more time. No, no, no. There's no light. There's time and gravity. Time and gravity. Okay. Gravity. The smallest is so time is numbers. One, two, three. Uh-huh. That creates this element that we call origomon. This tiny, tiny origomon, when a couple of origomons get together, become neutrino. When a bit more, you become electron. Then you got proton. Then you got atoms and etc. Like we're just saying, there is no, there are not 38 different um, elementary yes. particles. They haven't found, they need, we need this, because we are always banned by our devices, our technology, you know. Uh-huh. That's how small we can go now. Of course, in future, well, but the thing is, because of the brain, we don't need to wait thousands of years for technology. We knew from ancient times there is one, must be one, that creates everything. That one is called origomon. That's one, the one that we, we perceive as photon, as light. So that one is our unit of time. Does that make sense? The smallest unit of time. Yes. Because time is quantized. Time is quantized, and it dif- depends on one to three or three to one, manifests itself as water, as rock, as table, correct? So there is no beginning and end for, for this time. When you talk about time... Oh, yeah, 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 because there is gravity, we just said gravity. We, exactly, we that forces gravity, the order. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So if there was no gravity, these numbers, time was number, right? One, two, three. Yes. The numbers will go everywhere and then we will have no order. So we said before, there is gravity, that means there is law, there is a behavior. Any particle, see the other particle, goes towards it and says hello in simple language. They go toward each other. This 
this is a law that entire universe follows and we said that means the sense that means the common sense the wisdom is there some sort of order is there there's a command in there for every particle and every particle follow that yeah so how do you explain the passing of time for us as well, humans yeah, when we observe exactly yeah. yeah 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 we get into that right now so far is that clear so that we got units of material world is time nothing else we don't have a space we don't have distance locality all other things it height and length and width and forget about all of those the building blocks that's, is time that's it okay. that's it like your computer game yeah. someone watching the game and says there are there is a hero here there are so many villains there, there is this and that you, you come and say no 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 i made this game all of these are made out of one and zero what one is yeah. when there is a little look if i slow down the game you will see there is jumps every second actually the screen gets black so it look at the light in the room like 50 or 60 frequency hertz yeah hertz per second right. yeah let's say it's 60 hertz which means your light in your room 60 times per second is turning on and off but you see it continues that's that's a good example it's not that's continuous. A very good example. it's turning on and off but very fast signals that's the frequency so the the time when so the whole entire world around us just like a computer game is turning on and off that was my next what's question the, okay exactly what's the gap here very simple the smallest that we can find Plank, Plank time Plank time Plank time what's the Plank time 5.39 times 10 to the power of minus 44 so we're talking about very second right something around you know five zero point forty four zeros and then five seconds oh. So, which means if you have a camera that takes photos faster than time, plan time, then what you will see will be scary. You will see that the world yes. is blinking. So, for a moment, the entire world turns off. There's absolutely nothing. And then there is everything appears again. And when they appear again, your car has moved a bit forward. Entire world will move forward. Why? Because time is location, we get into that. So it doesn't stay in one place. But it cannot stay in one place. We, we said before, nothing repeats itself. So every second that can, that's how the game continues. That's how the show continues. So all you have is the time, but that's why it's called origami model. Why? Because I'm showing, you are the 15 year old boy, I'm showing a, a Battleship to you, right? I go to the shops and I buy a battleship toy, right? Uh-huh. And then fighter jet and a car. And I show you. And then you, you say, and then you say, oh, that's amazing. What is this battleship? What is this made of? What is this car made of? What is the fighter jet? And you say, like, it's very simple. Then. And you start unfolding them. And then he realized they're all made out of a piece of paper. So you fold, you know the art of origami in Japan? You can yes, fold yes. a piece of paper into a human, into a robot, into any shape. That's what time is. Time is the piece of paper that is fold into different shapes and they're moving. Because 
time change means location change. And now we need to speak a bit more about that. We get into that. But so far, just you need to understand that that's why you don't find time because all your body is time. Everything around you is time. Yeah? Is yes. that clear so far? Absolutely. So time is quantized. That means everything around you is quantized, which that's why we got quantum physics. That's why they're found that there are jumps, there is gaps and all of that. And that's what is time is. Push the chair in from point A to point B. Remember we said there is no space. We give it time. There is nothing. Yeah. What happens is you don't apply force and put the mass of certain amount. To, so the, remember we had five or six modalities there, the speed and location and all that. We don't have any of those. What happens is you give time to to the chair and chair doesn't go from point A in a space to point B in a space. To, chair goes from time A, which is now, mm. to time B, which to is one B. second later. So what happens is Force, what was what was forced? Gravity, your will, the your order. order. What happened? You gave decided with your gravity, with your will, to, to give time to the chair. You applied, so there's no force, it's only time. You gave time with your hand, you touch it, you gave time to the chair and move chair from one second in its future. So you took time chair to its future. But because by the time you finish moving the chair, is one second later, isn't it? Yes. That's what happens. Wow. You didn't move the chair from, because point A, when chair was there and you were next to the chair, that's past, doesn't exist anymore. That's gone. You and chair, if you didn't apply the, that time to the chair, chair would be there. You move the chair to its one second in future. So a psychic would see that and will tell you, in one second from that, chair would be there in a different spot. And that's what happened. You took the chair to all we do with, with, with interaction with the matter around us. We are interacting with time. All the material world is time. What's behind it is the gravity. So the gravity is the zero. Gravity is everything because gravity is analog, which is, is means it's continuous, but time is quantized. So in between of the flashes, when the universe turns off and you don't see anything there and it's absolutely black, what you're seeing is the gravity, is the darkness. And it's not dark, it's actually very bright, but we get into that in the medical talk about it, that eyes only see the, see the right, the white yes. light. And there's a the lack of light. When we're talking with the vision, yes, you don't see anything, but that's, that's what the consciousness is. You look at the black hole, what you see is the consciousness. Why don't you see the black? You know how they discover black holes. They look at a certain spot of the space for a long time and they realize there's one spot that, you know, there's curve. Stars get, yeah, all of that. And they realize there's nothing there and then they call it black hole. But it's funny, then they see there's nothing, but they say that's the maximum mass in there. There's no mass. <laughs> that's very yeah, gravity. That's a huge contradiction. So the black holes, create entire and the only force, the only consciousness for universe. All the universe is this black hole. So at then we will see that at the center of every particle. So we said the first particle is the origin, which is we can imagine is photon. 
and everything else as coagulation of these photons, these oligomers together. Very simple. Put two of them together, you got electron. Put 15 of them, you got proton. Put 30 of them, you got, you know, very simple. Is what that is something that we can identify? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But does it what? matter or not? No, no, we, we get it. How many, how many oligomer yeah, makes you can up? Exactly. It, yeah, 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 it's all in the book. Yeah, you can calculate it and you calculate all of that. And you can see what universe is, why we got black holes, what black holes do to us. How, you calculate how many black holes are there. What's happening with you explain a lot of things that this current model cannot explain. Where the universe come from? Where is it going? And it's very, very simple, very simple. And that tells you what is that oligomer now? What is that tiny thing that everything creates from it? What's that small thing? That small thing, that's the unit of time. That's what, and then you explain what we mean by Time is a number, time is a digit, is information like one, two, three. What do we mean by one, two, three? Uh, gravity is probably more clear. It says the decides that put one and then put two and three. So the gravity is the order. That's yes. not very complex. But what is one, two, three? What are they? Right? That we call time, yes. what we call digits or information. And I think there is a lot of food for thoughts here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a then, lot to untangle for someone who listens to this for the first time. Yeah, yeah. And you just tell them that, okay, set aside everything you know about physics, mechanics, quantum, whatever. Set them aside. I want to take you to this new uh, world that explains to you how everything works. And it's super simple. You have time and you have gravity and you have this particle yeah. and it, everything is... Yes. basically built it's a coagulation of this part very simple it's very it's simple, simple and, it's like, and i'm sure there's a, a thousands of questions pops up in the heads of yes uh, we get listeners. into it and in yeah. the book yeah the, the book deals with we believe everything that it can come of course there would be more questions but um the good thing about it is it's very simple so it's absolutely understandable to everyone it, it can answer yes. the unknowns, and you, when you read the book together, you will go work towards finding the constants. Remember, we said there are constants in physics, like gravitational constant. They don't know what they are. They don't know how they've been developed, where they come from. So you find that what are the why we got mysterious numbers like gravitational constant, the Boltzmann constant, you know, and the, the speed of light constant, and this. Uh, why why we got this mysterious number and then you calculate them and you will be smiling so that's why now you know the the, the nature the quality the fabric of universe for the first time you realize what time is what mass is what force and what location space all of that then everything is much simpler the problem with today's science is they're going to go to the moon before understanding what mass and force is that's that's our problem we want to find immortality before finding a cure for common cold you know we don't have a good yeah. remedy for coughing as we say in america you want to run before walking that's very true yeah okay thank you very much talk to you soon.